Talking Rock Podcast with your host, Billy Beans. What's up, motherfuckers? This is a fucking new season of the King Rock Podcast. We have a special guest, two special guests here. Uh, they're actually really, they're, they're like special. So um, everyone, give them a round of applause. Just kidding, dude. Don't do that. You're at home and you're listening to a fucking podcast. Don't do that stupid shit. Okay, introduce yourselves, guys. Say hello. Hey, uh, my name is Ben, and uh, I'm in the band Casuist. And my name is Dave, and I am also in the band Casuist. That's right, everyone. We have the band Casuist here. It's fucking uh, a very special treat for everyone. You guys are welcome. Um, You're too kind. (laughs) No, uh, I love this band. I've been working with them for a while. We've been doing photos, and we've been... uh, uh, we go on dates and stuff like that, you know? Very nice date. Billy always pays. I mean, you have to, right? <laughs> so how are you guys doing, man? How is the new year treating you guys? Great. We're getting, I don't know, super in the groove. We recorded a record uh, last year in September. So we've been through the process of, you know, not just recording it, but getting it mixed and mastered and ready for everybody's ears. And uh, yeah, we're uh, going to have uh, the first single release this Friday, January 20th. And uh, wanted to come have a little chat with Billy Beans here oh, <laughs> about it. Oh, shit. Yep, 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 yep. That's right, guys. They came to me first so we could play some music for everyone first. Yeah, Billy's, um, if you didn't know, we played at uh, Bridge City. Bridge Fest? City. Oh, yeah, Bridge City. Uh, online. Oh, and, we uh, played in their, in, the, in their interweb domain, yes. Yeah, after, yeah. after COVID, you know. It Billy, was a COVID show. Yeah, Billy was the man behind our our camera and uh, did a lot of great work shooting our, our live performance for that, that, shit was that festival. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, just the logistics of it and how like last minute it was. Yeah. Because I believe we took, uh, we filled in for your band that couldn't do it, right? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And, uh, My band quit. We, uh, we dissolved. So we had Billy to thanks for that. But I just remember that day was just being so like. We gotta find a room. We gotta we gotta find a life. We gotta find a guy to record it audially. Yeah. We gotta find a guy to videograph it. We kind of just put our heads together and like, yeah, let's get Billy on there. Let's get Andy, who's Andrew Andy Alonzo, who did our Dismal Year record. Let's get him on live sound on there. And then they we just all pulled our energy together and we got a room at the Summit in Pasadena and that was it. We just got up, we played, we did it. It was awesome. It was you beautiful know? to see it happen. It was crazy, like to think to get, you know, what, what people with a lot of passion can do in a matter of days. Hell yeah. Really Dude, that shit to. came out so good. It too. really did. Yeah, yeah that's, thank you. It sucked because my band couldn't make it. I really wanted to play. We got a good spot. They gave us a good spot and everything. They got like right in front of uh, Days and Days and yes. um, Yotam. Ben Yotam, Horn. dude. Yotam oh my God, Horn. dude. That guy's a fucking legend to me, we were, bro. We were really stoked about that. Yeah, we had a lovely watch party yeah. when it finally aired. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> did. We did. As soon as my band dropped out, the first thing I I was like, I got to hit up Casualist. Dude, I really believe in these guys, man. If you guys don't fucking start listening to these guys, I'm going to be very pissed off. <laughs> oh, great. Just you, kidding. You, I'm you, already pissed you off. Already, <laughs> you believe in us more than we believe in ourselves, and we love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, you guys are really fucking good, dude. Hey. Like, uh, I sent you guys shit to fat, and I mean... Oh, it's, who knows? It, yeah, yeah, who knows? You know, it's, it's sometimes it takes a minute. Sometimes it's piss in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it at the ceiling and see what happens. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but yeah. I, I think, re- I mean, honestly, dude, record labels are f- stupid if they don't pick you guys up, dude. You guys are f- so fucking good. Uh, I mean, like a mix between, like, I would say a Wilhelm scream and like Menzingers. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that is, that's, yeah. I and I'd say just as good, too. I'm not like, oh, they sound, they're, they're trying to sound like them or anything like that. They're, they have their own sound. It's, it's a mix of that. Like, if you like those bands, you'll you'll definitely like them and they have a good message 
Like everything's just good about these guys, dude. Yeah, it's uh, unsolicited advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah, it's just we're you know trying to be a bunch of good dudes, I yeah, guess. Man. Whatever. I they think got, uh, just I think it's really it's a really simple um, approach to it of just uh kind of just um how do I say it? Uh like we want to be on right honest lyrics. I'm trying not to sound yeah. so cheesy and cliche, no, but it's, okay, it's, it's just like it's like, hey man, well, you know, I hear a lot of the same thing, oh, you know, the political stuff and everything. It's just, oh, I'm just gonna write about how my how I felt and this the one that just won't get off my mind. Yeah. That's kind of what you're usually supposed to do, but uh, instead of making it so personal, I try to make it as general as possible. Yeah. So the writing process for me at least is like, okay, I have the specific situation, I start taking proper nouns and turning them into unproper nouns. And so that way it can just kind of fit yeah. for everybody and I kind of generalize it and it's just like kind of pretty much the approach that I at least I take when I write some of the songs. I, I think it's the best way to do it, dude. General, like if you like look at the best bands, a lot of them do the same thing. Like face to face, dude, you're like, where the who who could this be for? This could be for anybody. Yeah. Like it's so like general, but that's like one of my favorite bands. Like definitely, yeah. So like you make it for more people, more people should like it. But it's it's you guys make it. It's personal, but it's like it's also like that the generalities yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's you guys really, I you guys really tug on the fucking heartstrings, man, on some of those songs, dude. Like. You guys really play it the emotional part. Yeah, um, I, um, you got to. I feel like, um, at least for what's, you know, I'm probably going to age myself, you know, um, a lot of the newer stuff like I hear that's being considered punk is just, it's all it's bro. all running, being run through the machine. It's all being, you know, re, re, re-dyed over other colors, over, like, you know. And it tastes like nostalgia. You no, know, yeah. I'm talking about, like, the newer stuff doesn't feel that way. A lot of the newer stuff that I hear, like, uh, you know, the stuff that's following the Machine Gun Cali stuff like that. I can't, <laughs> but I, I'm so, I don't know. I can't believe that guy's considered punk rock. Dude. Yeah. Him and Avril Lavigne, dude. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, no, definitely. That's what I'm saying. So, like, um, it's just, I feel like, you know, why if it still works, why change it? Why yeah. reinvent the wheel? You know, so. Uh, just, it's just like they're just jumping in on a thing. I don't know. It's, I don't know what it is, dude. It's so weird to me. Like, why are you trying to jump in on our shit? Just. Yeah, because you got booted out somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I get it. Eminem yeah. punked you. Yeah, and- that was great. <laughs> I loved yeah, every minute pretty of good. <laughs> but I mean, like, oh, look, dude, that guy's a talented guy, but he's a fucking, he's like, what, 40 something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about high school, making out behind the high school shit. Like, yeah, he's, he's yeah, that's a, a whole other level of uh, creep show. Yeah, it's it really is. Like, you're not 15 years old anymore. But dude. have you seen that? He's, he's like online where he's like had videos of where he was like, oh, I can't wait to fuck one of the Kardashians. And they're, they're like, but she's like 16. And he's like, so what? Yeah, he's all. If you were in the room with her and she was naked, you would fuck her. And I was like, "Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's all where right. we're at." Top well, of the list of things I don't like. To write I don't about. feel bad yeah. about what goes on between your legs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. This isn't Dawson's crotch. Like I don't want to watch Dawson's, Dawson's crotch. crotch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when I write lyrics, that message stuff. brought to you by Liquid Death. <laughs> Murder his thirst. Well, yeah, we're all drinking Liquid thirst Death, by the way. Liquid good. Death. If you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, man, I fucking uh, yeah, yeah, dude. What's that song? I'm not good with song titles. I, homes, no more homes, no more homes, no more homes. No oh more my homes. god, that song is so fucking good, man. That's I can't believe like that should be like a million plays at least. That uh, it's uh, fairly emotional, you know. Yeah, when I was writing that song, yeah. I, um, I guess I'll give you a little bit of a song breakdown. I remember it was a rainy day. I can remember it like picture perfect. And I just sitting on the guitar, my bed with the guitar. And I just started reading through like news. Like my father-in-law, he always goes, he, he buys newspapers still. Yeah. And he thinks that they're like, he's always asking, where do you get your news from if you're not reading the newspaper? He's yeah. like that kind of guy. Yeah. So one day I just decided to pick up the newspaper and I was reading about a fire that was happening. Um, I think this had to been, 
couple months before the, the big release California of the ones. Yeah, well, they were, were talking known for, having. but this specific story was about yeah. an elderly community that was up in the mountains and um, pretty much the Opart word. It was burning, and they were talking about some of the survivors that did it. And some of these interviews were so tough to hear. And I remember specifically one was there was a man who uh, one of the men was telling his his wife his his wife like, "Hey, his wife, take the dog and then go down to the mountain, and I'll meet you up. I got to grab you know all of our all of our precious memories and stuff." And he remembers driving down the mountain. And he sees it, then he sees a body on the side of the road in complete ash with a dog next to it. Oh my god! And he remembers telling that. And there was another story of of an elderly couple who had to survive in a pool so there was all that happening and it was just heart-wrenching me to thinking these people at this age you know like in their 80s and stuff who had built this whole life together and it was just gone in an instinct and just just you know it kind of it kind of pulls it kind of pulls people in the direction those are kind of stories and, and events that kind of pull people in the direction there's no hope in life what's what's the purpose you know yeah and um I, I wasn't trying to be positive in that song. It was more of just like, this is what reality really happens. These are real stories about yeah. real people that I didn't use their actual names. Kind of took that and based my song on stories. Yeah. And then the other one, we were going through, you know, the epidemic of the school shootings and stuff. Yeah, that, and, you one's, know, uh, that was a heavy time. So, so I was just living in the moment. Happens. I was living in the moment there. And then the bridge is more about, you know, our homeless thing, you know, being in LA so much at that time too. Seeing it, also dealing with my own family and people around me. You know, it was just a lot of that, you know, and it all, homeless, it all, the mentally Ill. It all ties yeah. to, you know, home is where you make it. It's not, it's not an actual thing. It's the feelings. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I was just real. going through that a lot, you know, it was a really personal timeline. So I was like, I want to talk other than my people, like my feelings about what's going on in my home life. And I just kind of want to explore other people. So that way I can get on that level and relate and kind of just compare and contrast. Yeah. And then, you know, the song was just the song, you know, it's just riff really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Guitar riff. Yeah. It was just a guitar. It felt, it felt like right for the emotion. Yeah. So I try to pick the right notes, the right strumming, the right tempo to kind of fit the story and kind of just you know make a whole concept because i'm a very conceptual writer yeah it comes like that mm-hmm. he's yeah, also definitely. the artist arts guy he's the the aesthetic chooser the uh the most detailed eye <laughs> in the band in case anybody's wondering nice man so now you guys went and recorded a whole new album or like a ep right like how many how many six tracks? songs six songs yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of been this so we did our first one was six songs our second one was six songs the third one is six songs. Oh my god, six six six, <laughs> dude! You guys are the devil. Yeah. I knew it. Our, yeah, well, yeah. our low key motto is "Eat ass, smoke grass." Six six six. There's a lot of those inside jokes that we have that we'd like to kind of play on. You know, yeah. I, I put those little Easter eggs and things, yeah, and stuff when, like that. When we form Voltron and come together and finally <laughs> tear time away from our lives to I'm make music, said, we I'm say so, happy I'm, things. I'm glad you went with Voltron and not with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh yeah, well, Voltron. Where do you think they got the idea? Oh yeah, you know? for sure. No, there, I mean that shit's like. Oh, so old man mm-hmm. that's the original og yeah i'm the robot fan yeah nice dude dude when i, when I was younger all i wanted was the lion voltron oh yeah, yeah like dude. i was i wasn't like a i, w- I didn't i mean i was i was i was kind of spoiled all right i'm not gonna lie it's crazy There's nothing but, like that if you but, admit it it's fair but the parents. thing is okay my parents they were older and they didn't know any of the things right so like star wars toys i would have the fucking whatever they came and just went and picked up so like I didn't have like Luke Skywalker and shit like that. I had like the walrus guy from the cantina. <laughs> yeah. You want the cool aliens, yeah, right? Yeah. Not Mom the main characters. So uh, not even yeah. looking. They're just pulling shit off the shelf. Just dude, I just had to make do with yeah. whatever. And then like I had like for Voltron, dude. I had like 
There's one where it's like cars and like a like minivans. Oh, oh man, you okay. got to tell me some yeah. like childhood playground stories. You know, Fucking everyone's got their horrible. all their Han Solos or Chewbaccas or Luke yeah. Skywalkers, and you pull mm-hmm. up with the. I fuck? pull up with walrus, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy with Star Wars tattoos. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I want to hear about your toys. Yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was, um, it sucked, but it's all good. No, yeah. Somebody had to have those ones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Billy, there is a place where you can go and redeem that. It's called Extreme Toys at the Montebello Mall. Oh, yeah? They have all that good stuff there, man. Fuck. Like, they have the, Wolf, the Voltron City. and everything like that. At least when I remember. Dude, do you see the collectibles I have already? Oh, yeah. Then that store will rob you. My wife, <laughs> yeah, my wife is already like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and definitely. not only that, like for Christmas, all I asked for was uh, the like this biggie, notorious B.I.G. doll. And it's like oh, fucking, boy. it's like three fucking feet tall or some shit like that it's not, it's, it's big dude whatever and everyone was like no we're not getting that for you no, you can't have it yeah i was It'll like bring you too much joy i was like but that's all i wanted <laughs> they're like are you gonna play with a toy i'm like no i'm gonna hang it on my wall and it's gonna look really fucking cool and i'm gonna play biggie songs and and i'm gonna yeah. love it mm-hmm. dude, i'm gonna dance awesome. around with him after as i bump his music you know no he would just stay <laughs> on the wall bro just like that painting right just like, you, know, you know what's cool on some of these um on like the descendants one is they say like this is not a toy <laughs> mm, it's an action I, figure no. it's just a little figure man. yeah man it's cool and then i so i got all the descendants ones so far i love all the ones that they make uh you know i do do parodies on and stuff they do so yeah. who, who's the company that that does this this one, um, I don't know. There's like different companies. It's like Super Seven, I believe. Okay, so yeah. there's not just one. There's like multiple ones. Probably. Yeah, there's a couple different ones. Like Funko Pops does like a whole bunch. Uh, hold on. Rock and roll. We gotta make one of the action. Uh, we, hey ben, we gotta make one of the casualist girl that that that's on our thing. You know, with the blood out face. We gotta make a little figurine of her. Oh yeah, static face. Yeah, static face. Static face drape girl. Yeah, static face. And then you guys can make ones where you guys did like the whole characters, the pig and the. Eagle. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking of making her an air freshener. <laughs> I would love one of those. It smells like ashtrays, like a fresh lit cigarette. Oh, it's going to be called fresh lit cigarette. That's fucking horrible. Dude. <laughs> that's oh, fucking horrible. That's just brings that's nostalgia for me. Yeah. You know, cigarettes getting into in my to, you know, I always had some older friends and you know, get in the car just reeks of cigarettes, just, you know. Yeah. You know, All my that. friends smoked. I was the only one who never smoked. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. It was yeah. It's all right, though. Yeah, before the internet, <laughs> you'd go to the coffee shop and just smoke there? Oh, the, no, we used to go hang out at Denny's, like, after, like, punk shows and stuff. Oh, yeah, And they'd all go outside and smoke, and I'd be the only one sitting there, like, just chilling at Denny's. <laughs> like, all right, because I'm cold for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sit here with my moons over my hammy by myself. Ooh, I, I just love that that's the one that you went to, because that is my ultimate staple for Denny's. That's, that's like, moons that's, over my hammy season yeah. price. That's it. I'm good to go. The French, the French toast slam is pretty good, too. The French slam. I'm a French slab guy. Mm. Nice. I can't say no to a good chicken fried steak. Oh, dude. Anywhere I go. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> Those are fucking, dude, that's, yeah, that's why I got to um, lose weight this year. Mm. <laughs> a lot of chicken fried steaks, bro. Biscuits and country gravy. If I'm eating Holy anything shit, savory so in the morning, it's going to be chilaquiles for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. Or breakfast burrito. I do yeah. Breakfast burrito is the fucking. Staple. All yeah. Go. And especially Alberto's fucking machaca fucking breakfast burrito. Oh, yeah. 
game of chaka. If I have leftover shredded meat, you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's going in machaka the next it, day. Too, for sure. I am the king of breakfast. <laughs> machaka yeah. is the shit. Yeah, so, shit. all right, man, let's, let's get back it. to this. Yeah, let's, let's get serious, guys. Right. Let's get This serious. is how you can tell we're friends. We can just go. I know. No, I like that. Dude, I hate listening to podcasts, dude. I, a lot of podcasts are like the scripted. same shit over and over. Fucking scripted. Yeah, scripted. Or like even like they have their own little sections. Like, okay, now we're going to move on to this section. Mm-hmm. Or even like the host. The host will always like talk like they're on a podcast like just just talk like you're, you're yourself dude like i can sit here this yeah. whole time and we can talk like this today and- we're gonna talk about guests that come on to <laughs> shows like that yeah. <laughs> yeah, i hate that shit dude i can't i can't do it man i listen to a lot of podcasts too yeah, we're showing here up pretty are five today. restaurants that are going to change your life in 10 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hooks. Now, before I go into that, guys, let's, let's just talk about the last episode. And yeah. oh, it's just Jesus Christ. Oh and that's anytime you go on YouTube, too, and you just want to like, oh, uh, you want to like quick video of like how to fix something. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, guys, this is how you fix this 1977 fucking thing. And they're like, but first, let me talk to you about my family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. All right. I, oh, I would love to be like invited on a podcast with someone like that yeah. so I can redo the scene from Wayne's World 2 when they're promoting their things. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what Yep. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just kind of just do that to him would be awesome. It's the same with recipes, too. It's like, oh, I don't want to know how you felt about it when you made it. Like, I just want to know what ingredients I need, you know, oh, how much I put in, how long to cook it. I love the ones where they Let just chop the shit up and there's no talking. They're just like, mm-hmm. they just like real quick real edits. Ch- oh, my that, God. Though, that's good it. stuff, right? The yeah, fastest you know? edits in food. Education. It's like fast-tracking education. Bam. <laughs> exactly. I like those. And there's like this one food guy. I don't remember his name that I watch. A lot of them, are, they're always like putting their personalities and shit. That's cool. I get it. You guys are trying to make your own thing. But it's like, I just want to know the fucking recipe, dude. Yeah. Like, and But there is there is one guy. I, can't, I wish I could remember his name. Dude, he's really good. He's like just a happy guy. Yeah. And he's like, at the end, he's like, all right, let's eat it. And then he eats it. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> See, I've been exposed to like kung fu ones where they yeah. they're cooking stuff and uh, yeah they're usually from Asia but they do like wire tricks and fly around and oh my god they use the force when they chop up their meal you need to send me those because I'm gonna get into that cool. I yeah. see that how too. did I not get into that so far oh you're on I mean you're on the wrong side of TikTok I guess dude yeah. it's just me no. I guess I, I just watch you all I do is watch you on TikTok woo <laughs> dude your <laughs> little, <laughs> dude, your that, little that, video that is like the you are fucking up if that's all you're doing. On TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to use TikTok. I, well. Honestly, no, it's great. You know, I, I was starting to get a liking to it. I just been doing like a lot of home hacks because like we're fixing per house, so it's like I'm not like I don't look at my follow you. I just like what specifically what I'm looking for is things that make my life better. Which is, right. You know, you my know, mom made a toilet scrubber bread. that cleans itself <laughs> and shit like that. You know, like there was some holiday biscuit like garlic soaked bread. That my mom oh made my over the holiday food stuff. And I was like, what is this? This is amazing. We love garlic bread. And she's like, oh, yeah, I learned it on TikTok. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah, you gotta be. The reason is you gotta start Christmas decorations. That algorithm on there, man. You'll just like be like, yeah, I'm looking at like food. I'm looking at like whole things. And then it's gonna be this chick holding a hamburger and a hammer and a bikini. Yeah. And then you're just like, once in a while. Then you're just like, what? Like, <laughs> See, I've never gone down any rabbit hole on TikTok. No, don't, don't fuck the follow you for yeah. you section and everything. Just go and search on it. Just go straight to the search and just go find what you're looking for. Is it weird that I go on YouTube and I watch like cringe TikTok videos? No, that's, it starts there. Okay. It just shows up everywhere else later. Well, I don't watch them on TikTok. I just watch them. I see TikTok stuff more on Instagram. Like an adult. You get it, you get it three weeks to to two months later, like an adult (laughs) on another app. Okay. That's right. Oh, okay. We're going down the rabbit hole again. I'm sorry, Billy. We keep hijacking your damn show. What's on the agenda today? No, no, no. Yeah. 
It's okay. I got anything in mind. What you guys want to talk about your music? No, I'm just joking. Yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm really stoked on the. uh, You guys sent me the six tracks, and I'm dude. It's fucking good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You might just hear one of them. I don't know. Maybe one of them. Maybe one. I think we might give give you a little bit of permission to show one a little earlier. Oh shit! That that's right, guys. We might have a a, a early release. Yes. After this. After that, you guys got to listen to this whole thing. Now you guys could just like slide on to the fucking end if you want. Yeah, and they come back though. Mm-hmm. And but we, I'm gonna also put it on another episode where it's just that song. Like we just introduce you guys, and then you guys, you, well, you guys will play the live. Tr- you guys are gonna play a couple live songs, right? Yeah, we're gonna do some oldies. Oh, that, yeah. We've never oh, done any. We've well, you know. Uh, here's another thing too. A first is like we never do acoustic yeah. anything yeah. ever. It's been ages. Um, if we do, we never broadcast it, nor do we post it. It's like, if you're there, you're there. Um, if yeah, it happens, it cool. happens. But this is like probably the only time where we schedule to do something like this. Oh, We're shit. just as excited as, I guess you are, Billy. You mm-hmm. guys, this is a very, very special We don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. know. Anything could happen. Exactly. And, we wow. did, and here's even the cherry on the top. We didn't practice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the best. Not acoustic anyway. Well, that's how Everlong Acoustic got so big. Is it? Yeah, he was on Howard Stern. He was like, I'm going to play the For All the Cows. Like, no, fuck that. Play Everlong. Play Everlong. And he's like, I'd never done this before. And he played Everlong and it became one of like the biggest success yeah. acoustically. Like, further, he's like, I never plan, plan on ever playing this acoustic. And then there you go. Everybody prefers the acoustic yeah. over the original. You don't often hear the acoustic version of a song on the radio at the exactly. time, but that was one of them. That was one of them. Mm-hmm. Foo Fighters. What do you guys think? Fighting uh, Foos? Carrying well, the torch? Overall, or their recent events? I'm just not a fan, dude. I love the Foo Fighters. Um, Do you? I love how punk rock they are in yes. the sense of you have Pat Smear for the germs there. I know, and they got Shiftlet. They got Shiftlet from No Use for a Name I from know. the Hard Rock Bottom era, and they got um, the bass player's name. Why can't I? I'm just drawing Nate Mandel. Uh, he is from Sunny Day Real Estate. So, and then you got Dave Grohl, who did, you know, who's in Scream and all that stuff, and yeah. Nirvana, you know, but it's Dave Grohl, you know. I just can't, I don't know, man. Every As a vocalist, I, come I grew on. up listening to him, so I, I gotta, yeah. I hear some of that in me when I just, you know, strong, aggressive male I, voice. I just yeah. love the raising the bar every single time. Every time they do something that, I'm not talking about the records, I'm talking about their garage tour where they're like, oh, we're gonna have a contest, and we're gonna enter your garage, and whoever does it, we're gonna go and make a tour and playing in people's garages. Yeah. Or we're gonna make a show where we're gonna go to different studios, and we're gonna make a show and do this, and I just love that how they elevate like they're gonna play at maui's sugar mill on a random tuesday (laughs) oh that's true yeah yeah like i think they're true la that kind of shit yeah definitely you don't have to like the like there's a lot of musicians that i like that i don't really care for the music but i love their work ethic and i love like their passion you can see it i love just creative ways of promoting and just kind of just doing it like, what kind uh, of bands do you guys normally listen to like what's on what's on the like a regular playlist day oh title fight thrice um uh, for me uh lately what would roy say touche amore roy was probably more like he's probably on a lot more rock and roll stuff mm-hmm. i know he sent me stuff like yeah, chubby and the gang uh drug church stuff yeah. like that i love how me and roy share a lot of like the old school punk like the Rosillos and the proto punk stuff he yeah his, you know his dad raised him on the dead boys and like definitely wow the dead boys yeah mm-hmm. so i know he's so we do have definitely have a lot of mixed influences that i think we just kind of throw in the fucking pot it's all over the place i gotta say a wilhelm scream is like the band oh yeah i've wanted to be for like a decade or whatever yeah mine's always been thrice i just love yeah. the way they do thrice is just, pretty just fucking original bad. from like day one members Fucking brothers are the rhythm section. Their yeah. brothers, uh, just only that too. Just their way of their minimalist like, look. It's just like it's just music, dude. Just fucking play it good and just go out there and record it and make it tasteful. Just you know, make sure you know 
don't be fucking cheesy. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot of cheesy shit out what there. Did you, what did you think about that album, Visu? Oh, I loved it. Uh, yeah. That was their breaking out of the whole metal, metalcore scene, remember? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I want to build camo shorts and do this. Yeah. And they were like, I, I get it. Like, they were young. They were 18 when yeah. they did that. And they're, and then so, you know, oh, we got whatever our friends are doing. So they're writing that music. And I remember watching an inter, uh, one of their interviews talking about how they did Visu and how they lost half their fans because of that. Yeah. yeah. Because they're like, well, you know what? If we, if we would have continued doing that song, we would have been cheating ourselves yeah. as musicians. Like mm-hmm. just going with the grain, where they just wanted to be true to what the way it were. Like, hey, like we can go further than this. If we can go further, let's go further than this. Let's if yeah. we can get out of the box even further. Let's do that. And that's something that always clicked to me about how to view my perspective on music and how I perceive it. Yeah, and yeah pushing yeah, the yeah. boundaries. Yeah, but also too, not visualizing outside of your skill set. Like they weren't going to go mm-hmm. and try to be like a t- like no, this is how good we are. Let's try to see mix because all they did was really mix different tones and yeah. sounds and concepts. They didn't. They're not like you know between the barity me all this finger tapping scales and stuff <laughs> like that. It's yeah, mostly yeah. just you know mixture and just kind of really draw really um, putting their own personalities to create yeah. their originality in their music. Yeah, I, I like when bands kind of go out of their box, man. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. The clash, you know, saying we're not yeah. musicians, you know, we don't, <laughs> oh, we don't yeah. make music. No, we just channel, we get some part of our spirit into yeah. what we're doing. And just well, they didn't even know how to play there. their instruments before they fucking started, yeah. right? Like, that's crazy. That's where we all started. And now when you hear them later on in the career, they just fucking kill it. Like, yeah. in their later, later days. Dude, too. if you think about it, like, they're, like, you look back and, like, the bassist, Paul, like, fucking one of the... What fucking every track he does is like he fucking unique. murders it, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, but definitely a that, huge influence too. I think that comes from not being like a musician, musician. Yeah. You know, like it's like musician will be like, oh, you, I got to do this and this and like do these steps. Yeah, but he's like, I got, I just want to make this sound different than the last one and. Go to like whatever the song like it's, it just works for every song, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely, I think those are just what kind of punk and rolling is just like. Here's this thing, yeah. I have this feeling, and I don't know how to do it, but I'm gonna fucking sit with this thing <laughs> and fail and fail and fail until I get the right one. And I think that just kind of just like radiates out, and then yeah. you can hear that in the music and in the sound of it. It's just like there's so much more fail. Like when you hear a really good punk song, you know there's so much failure behind there before yeah. like it actually got to where it needed <laughs> to be. But that's like the respectable part of it all. Yeah. Why punk deserves to be up up there with all, you know, all of the sort of things too, you know? Yeah. It definitely has something a lot more than all these other like, you know, classically trained musicians who went to MI and did nothing against them at all. But you know what I mean? It's just to, there's those snobs up there who like will still like, um, you know, not not re- uh, recognize punk as a real genre of music. Oh, I, yeah, I think they, that's so, crazy. It's a fashion statement. If it's going to be, yeah. related, it's going to be a fashion statement. Yeah, it's like get the fuck out of here. Well, have you guys ever heard Mike Watt talk about like how he started and shit? He didn't even know what tuning was. No, yeah, <laughs> the, the Sex Pistols were the same way. They had like yeah. a sound guy who like you know calls the label like, I, "How can I let them play? They can't tune the guitars." And I, yeah. I, I low key kind of blame them for like, why? Did, what label gave them so much money where they could just not even yeah. play? And then they blow up the fad, becomes commercialized or whatever. But like, yeah, no idea yeah. how to tune, and that, no, let them do it. It's the style. It's what the kids want. You yeah, know? Let's yeah, give yeah. the kids what they want. You know, and they'll buy tickets and shirts or whoever. And There's build. definitely that that aspect of punk too. That's what we're saying. Like Machine Gun Kelly, mm. Avril Lavigne. Mm, like yeah. they're just like trying to fit the kids. Like, but that's what I'm getting. Like Avril, like did good. Invented punk? Like she did good for so long without. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. when she did Skater Boy, they obviously said that was punk music, which. Whatever, dude. It's like Blink-182. 
like the more attention you pay it, the more it wins. No, just say I, it. I will not see you as I an know. elitist. A punk elitist, just say what you want to say because I'm probably right there with you. You know, no, it's like I, <laughs> I like Blink when they did Cheshire Cat. It was good. Oh yeah, and then yeah. and a lot of people like Dude Ranch. Dude I kind of fell off on Dude Ranch a little okay. bit. Uh, there's some good tracks on there. Those are really good tracks. Mm-hmm. But yeah. after that, man, I'm done. A couple songs might have been overplayed on the radio at the time. Oh, yeah. for sure. You might hear them a bunch, and that you know that'll wear on yeah. you with anything. The the thing was, dude, at the time I was stoked because I was seeing them open up for all the bands that I loved. Nice. Yeah, like I, I yeah. saw them open up for the Vandals and No Effects at the Palladium, and it was like mm-hmm. nobody was there to see Blank. Nobody no, no. knew the fuck where they were. They were just naked dudes mm-hmm. playing silly, stupid fucking songs. They changed all the lyrics to like one of their songs about, and they made it about like fucking their sister in the bath and shit. Like God. you know, like, oh boy, oh wow. yeah. And it was like just a, I could I could just picture Fat Mike being like, hey guys, <laughs> listen, the only guy who's gonna be talking about fingering his butthole is gonna be me. Okay, <laughs> like I just picture him just being. Like that, and just then going around and kicking someone in the shin <laughs> <laughs> and crying. <laughs> yeah, I saw them after the "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" album. Okay, and uh, they show up on stage, and immediately uh, they had four flaming letters that spelled "fuck," like F U C K. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. And they played um, the Christmas song again, but like in the dark. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Want to see a trick? Turn off the lights and played it again. My problem with Blink is is that they don't. They don't, uh, at least for me, why I don't really get into them is that they don't promote growth as a they human just, being. They started <laughs> off. They grew in the wrong direction for you. Yeah, yeah. same here. <laughs> same for me. Like, like, the first album was so good. Yeah, I'm not even talking about maturity. I'm just talking about just growth in general. Like, oh, your dude, music, do, still your music about doesn't ed- evolve. Their new song is edging. Yeah. Dude, you guys oh are fucking like 50, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, right? I don't, exactly. I don't want to hear 50-year-olds talking about edging. I don't want to hear anyone talk about edging. Really? really no shit, right? I didn't get the, the meaning of that from the song. Didn't didn't land with me. How many mom jokes Dude, can I you write be, on a fucking record? I know, you know what I mean? bro. I know. <laughs> like, it got too much, and it's just like, whatever. I, I could give a fuck. But the thing was, is like, like they were openers. And it's like, they'll always be that band to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, If you were there for it, yeah, same it makes with total AF, sense. Like AFI, dude, when they started, like, they were not, like, nobody gave a shit about yeah. them, dude. Like, but I mean, they were good. I really liked AFI. Oh, yeah. And I, mean, I still dig them. Like, yeah. uh, in the fast yelling days. Yeah. Definitely. I think oh, they're, yeah. fi- they're really, they're really, um, re- um, bringing back that fire I heard lately. Like, they've been really getting back into that old spirit they had because, you yeah. know, they kind of did that whole, you know, AFI, you know, AFI growing up from the days of Phoenix, all the way past the days of Phoenix, and then they did the Songs of Sorrow, and then they got all commercial. And yeah, yeah. Davey Havoc has that whole thing about changing his, you know, he's got, he's got a borderline personality disorder with the way he dresses and everything. Yeah. And now they're just back to like, all right, just the roots of it all. Like, yeah. Let's just get back to the roots. And I'm fine with all that shit. I'm fine with like going out and, you know, doing like putting on a show. Yeah, and, definitely. And that's cool. Like Rise Against, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I cannot... I cannot say anything bad about them, dude. Like yeah. they put on a fucking show, and I'm I'm about it, dude. You know, when like, Green Day started wearing the little tie on stage, <laughs> yeah. and, right. I still I, I still, like I still love Green Day. Yeah, um, same here, man. But they were always big. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they were always, if, even when they were Dookie, when it, or Kerplunk and all that shit before. 
To me, they were always like it, they were always big. Well, yeah, it depended on the demographic because everyone's all like, "Oh yeah, Green Day got so big at American Idiot." I was like, "No, they got really big during mm-hmm. Dookie." No, dude, Dookie <laughs> was so big in, yeah. in like '93. That was my first ever Basket Case. My first ever like favorite song yeah. by any band. I was you know yeah, up late yeah. with my parents one night watching Letterman, and there's "Do You Have the yeah. Time?" I'm like, okay, this, I'm you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna base my entire personality around this. <laughs> this is awesome. As a toddler, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so how, how old are you guys? So how how old were you when Dookie came out? Uh, three years old. Yeah, I was wow. born in I was born in ninety. I just turned Jesus thirty three. I am born okay. in eighty nine. Turned thirty three last September. So you guys are ten years directly ten years younger than me. Yes, right on. Yeah, so I was like fifteen when that shit came out, or like fourteen, fifteen. Some kind of new generation. And I was like, man, this is dope. Yeah, dude. I, I, had I was Dookie. listening to like Violent Femmes at the time, and. Mm-hmm. I had Dookie when I was six years old with Sublime, uh, self-titled, oh, yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. But I grew I, up in like Nevermind. Top, top three albums for me, yeah, for I, sure. I, I was thinking about this guy. I was a six-year-old kid, and you remember those magazines that come in? Like, you can get a CD for a quarter, yes, and, I, and I checked off the ones I want because we had MTV, and that was my babysitter. Yeah. And uh, I run into my mom's room. She's half asleep. Hey, mom, can you write your numbers? Yeah, mom, I can bill. get 10 CDs for a penny. Okay, let me get your credit card. and just do it. And then she gets the fucking bill. She's like, where are the CDs uh, at? I gave them all to all my friends already. <laughs> yeah, oh, <bro>. no. <laughs> I did the same shit, man. I was like, mom, I can get 10 CDs for a penny from Columbia House. <laughs> and she was, yeah. like, she was like, what's a CD? And I'm like, don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> It's a CD. It's music. <laughs> it's awesome. And then when the bill comes, it's like, it's not a penny. Yeah. Turns out. <laughs> well, then you got to just order a bunch more albums and shit, which is cool. Well, dude, whatever. Yeah, you know? definitely. Man, the subscription service before it's time. I remember the 10. Dude, I wonder if I can remember the 10 albums I got when I first <laughs> did it. I got Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger. Ooh. I got Green Day Dookie, Beck, Lo- the oh, Loser awesome. album. Awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. I got... All stuff I grew up on. <laughs> yeah, man. Green Jelly, I think. Oh, Little Bird. Yeah. Little Bird, let me in. Not by the hair of my chun chun chun. I don't think I ever had to listen to Green Jelly. Dude, yeah. they're so good. And uh, they, I had to land one of those. They right do um, They do a, like a spoof on um, Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. It's Anarchy in Bedrock. So what, they're like a parody <laughs> band? No. Or, or just kind of literally just mention a lot of stuff. To me, like they're like, they're kind of like Gwar. Like Gwar, you just want yeah. got it. They got it. over the top antics. And uh, got it, got it. So. Maybe not as produced. Theatrical. Well known, but yeah. yeah. Very theatrical. No, and the music video for that Little Pig song had like creepy 90s claymation. It was that, dope. Like, I don't, you don't forget that as a kid. I don't forget Tool's Alex Gray music video. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Tool. Cool. My, <laughs> yeah. um, my friend on MTV. Did, worked on a lot of those videos. Cool. Chet Zar. That's fucking cool. Yeah, he's dope, man. He's a great artist. That yeah. was, I think that was those ones. That wasn't Alex Gray. Alex Gray came like way later, I think, or something like that. But I don't know. Tool always had the creepiest shit that I always just liked as a kid. Yeah, Tool was pretty dope, man. They were different. <laughs> Artistically and visually, yes. Their music, uh, you know, you know, like I can't, analyze, I can't really listen to a whole entire Tool album. I like it fast. I, yeah, I don't think I get. I, I, I mean, I. There's like, some good songs. They like have really good songs. A little bit, like yeah. I can listen to a song, you know. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they, but they do have some songs that have hooks in there, and then when they do, they they really they really hook. Yeah. And then, but then sometimes it just you know they're just one of those songs that are an acquired taste for sure. Mm-hmm. That's they're, cool that you guys were fucking like three or four when Green Day came out. That's yeah, kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, oh, my, yeah, my parents were raised on like grunge. I had a lot of grunge radio. Like, yeah, around. I think when you're raised by irresponsible people, that's how you get into. <laughs> oh, they'll fall into whatever they get into. You know? Nice. As long as they got all their arms and legs, and I feed them every once in yep, a while, yep. we'll be all right. Don't I, care what they do other than that. <laughs> hey, you better make sure you're home before the street lights come on. We should have been called. Oh my we should have named our bad the Latchkey Kids. I'm sure there's a band called the Latchkey. There kids. has to be. Has dude. to. Yeah. There has to be. I just saw someone like. Um, Someone in this bad religion group on Facebook was saying like, "Oh, if you could name a like a uh, a band off of one of their titles or like one of their songs or a lyric, what would you do?" Like Latchkey Kids came up like three or four times. I was like, "Yeah, mm, yeah, a collective thought." Yeah, I guess that was um. Because are you on the millennial? Are you on the cusp of millennial or something like that? I no, you're Gen, you're Gen. You got to be Gen X. Okay, so I've had talked to a lot of people who are millennials, and then we all kind of relate in that way. It's just like we're the self-raising generation, but I, I think that's every Gen X was definitely uh, latchkey kids for sure. Yeah, so I think we're just both the Gen X and the millennials kind of share that. Like that's like you know if we did a diagram. Like the, <laughs> you guys were like the left at home kids, but you guys were playing Nintendo. Yeah, we or were like playing video games. We yeah, we I just got was. video games. Yeah, you we, know, like you guys were outdoors all the time. For we sure. were riding bikes, dude. Fucking yeah. ding dong ditching and fucking <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. into trouble. Only got the tail end of that. Entertainment oh, for the youth was scarce. Yeah, you know, at that time for us, it was like yeah, we had that. Then we had MTV and cable and yeah. stuff like that. Well, we had MTV. We definitely had MTV, and it was like I mean, we had music videos. Yeah. yeah, we had like you guys just started getting like all the fucking we watched it the shows the of videos, oh, just, you know. Yeah, it's just we like, saw it leave. It's just like those kids with the, you know you see on tablets, like what the fuck, like this, this <laughs> what is that four year old doing with a tablet? Dude, my, just navigating. Yeah, through it. my like, niece and nephew are on those constantly yeah, watching and, like YouTube videos of. I'm like, what, dude? If I if I would have saw that like at like at that age in the in the era that we, that I grew up in, I would have been Who fucking knows? scared. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, what is this? It's devil? everything at once. Oh, no. <laughs> I probably would have been yeah. a drug addict. Man. <laughs> well, you got a lot of Gen X, like my generation, complaining about like, oh, all these kids on tablets and shit. I'm like, dude, if we would have had it, I would have fucked with it for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess so. I'm just yeah. trying to think of like, you know. Try to relate. <laughs> hey, dude, if I would have had dating apps, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Holy so, streamline okay. the process. <laughs> yeah. Or like Facebook and shit, dude. I, like, you know how hard it was like to get a hold of your friends? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You had to be home at a specific time at a, like, you know, like, and you were at home most of the time. Use yeah. a payphone, why yeah. don't you? And if not, you were out in the backyard playing. Yeah, you how you speak. Hey, man, I'm gonna be at the mall. I'm gonna be by the hot dog on a stick. Yeah, for sure. A, don't move. Once yeah. you get there, stay. If I'm not there, stay there. You guys <laughs> missed pagers, right? You guys did not have pagers. Right? <laughs> they, they were there. One. They were yeah. still there. I mean, at least either that my family was so poor that they had to use pagers. Yeah. At the time, or, pagers were dope, dude. Yeah. Because you know what? They were like a little secret. Like mm -hmm. your friends could secretly message you shit. And like that's how we, I, I did like a whole house party. Like, like I had to buy a pager just to throw this like house party. Ooh. Okay. Dude, we, my dad, like he was like, he married this cunt of a person. And, well, she, and, and, and for marrying her, he was like, look, when we go on the honeymoon, you could have the house and you could fucking throw a party. <laughs> and I was just like 16, 17, 18 age, you know? Wow. Dude, we, me and my friends were sitting in the backyard around in a circle, right? What punk bands should we fucking call? That have <laughs> we called every fucking, every band you could think of. No effects. Youth Brigade. We had Sean Stern on the phone. Like, Sean, come play the fucking thing. And he's like, oh, you know, like, no, we don't do that shit anymore. No effects. Almost played it. 
We went we through like so many bands, dude. And then we just ended up having like a local punk band. But we couldn't even by the time Okay, so I lived on a cul-de-sac, right? Uh-huh. The the cars were all the way like 10 blocks up. So like nobody could even get into the cul-de-sac <laughs> to even get into the party. And then the cops were already called. We made $300 in 5 minutes. Whoa. How much did you yeah. charge it at the door? Four bucks. Four bucks ahead. It wasn't even five bucks. We were stupid. For some reason, we did four bucks. Like, <laughs> no, five's too much. Yeah, dude. it's an odd number, man. You yeah. know, what I mean? oh, dude, it's too much. <laughs> no, people even definitely number. have four dollars on them, yeah, not five. Yeah, they got. They can scrounge up four dollar bills, but yeah. to find one single five. Yeah, oh, man. Because we half had, a burrito now. So we had two kegs in the backyard, and then we blocked off like the whole section. Like we just like tied up a bunch of like lawn chairs and shit to make it so nobody could get in or like out. <laughs> <laughs> like it was zombies or something. Dude, we made That's like I'm serious. Awesome, we you, made we made because we the two kegs cost us three hundred bucks at the time. We made that money back, and we we're and like the cops were called, and we were like, I guess we're just gonna go drink these kegs, this no. beer. We had to like we had to take the kegs back, right? <laughs> so we were like pouring all the beer out into like pots and pans. And oh shit. my god, god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It we gotta hilarious. drink the beer, man. Oh my god, we can't run out of this beer. Do you we have pay pictures for this of beer. this party. You should, you should, I know there's pictures there's of nothing. There's nothing of it. No, there's nothing. There, I made the best flyers too, dude. It was like Homer Simpson having sex with Marge. Woo! And have that, and, <laughs> and it was like. It was like, come to this party and you're going to get screwed. <laughs> and, and then it became like a big thing because people got screwed because they couldn't, like they paid money. I gave a lot of people money back too. Oh boy. Yeah. It became a problem. Like people wanted to fight me and shit. I was like, I didn't do this. <laughs> I didn't call did the it. cops. I wanted to have this fucking party. You said $4 all you can drink, know, man. Well, it was like, you get, you come in, you get $4, $4 and you get a Dixie cup and you come in and then you get unlimited, whatever. Fill her up. Yeah, yeah I've been suckered by that so many times. By the time I get there, it's like fucking. There's already two kegs already tapped. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. still charging four dollars at the door. A little bit of drink, and like there's like a quarter of a keg left. Yeah, <laughs> we used to have this dude who would throw parties and call the cops on his own party just when he made a right like the right amount of money. Jeez, oh boy, yeah. All right, time to go to bed. He's riding his own stock. Time to go yeah, do was, all the cocaine upstairs. He was ahead of his time, dude. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was cool. He man. Was, like, uh, we went what, to a couple. You know then, who that is? That is the guy from Star Wars. Who am I thinking of? He plays the dark side and he plays uh, Pal- Palpatine. <laughs> he plays both sides of the chessboard. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real, dude. He's all like, "I'm gonna throw the best ranger guys you're gonna see." And it goes on. Hello, there's a loud noise disturbance at uh, one one two Esex Street. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "How did you know?" <laughs> How did you know the address so well? Yeah, play early before the cops come if you're playing house parties. Oh, for sure, dude. Don't just don't play house parties. Yeah, it's been a while. We grew up doing that a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, man. But I used to go to like not just punk pow- like when I was growing up, it was like growing up right here in Montclair. Yeah. Down the street. Uh we actually I'd be on this side of the town a lot. Uh, you know, a lot yeah. of the parties happen on this side of the town from like Montclair yeah. and Pomona and stuff, unless you're over there by Gary in Pomona. But um what do you call it? Uh I just lost my train of thought, but uh, we, I'd go to like the tagger parties and I'd go to like, you know, just reg. I used to have a homie, he'd be super punk. And he's like, let's go to a party. And my untie because you're super punk, you wear a leather jacket every day. I assume we're going to see a local. We'll end up at a fucking like house party, crew party, like, what's up, rockers? And shit like that. I'm like, why did you bring us here? The beer is free. 
all right, let's go. <laughs> you know, like, and that's just kind of what dude. Be the rocker foods at the party. I guess maybe, I don't know if that, that was like everywhere, but like definitely growing up here in Montclair was like, it didn't, everybody knew everybody. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. parties, parties, doesn't matter whose it is, what music they're playing. People were there. Yeah. I grew up in Upland, dude. So it was like, there you go. Yeah. We were just partying wherever the fuck. Memorial you Park. Party. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Memorial oh, Park. Jesus. <laughs> whose parents are gone this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Whose parents are gone. And like, well, I guess everyone's going to meet up at the Taco Bell afterwards. Yep. Mm hmm. The that, one right there uh, oh. next to, uh, I guess, the Sprouts now that's right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right next to Jim's Burgers where yeah. everyone gets fucking uh, food poisoning. Yeah, I think. Yeah. R.I.P. James Games. I think they put a rallies <laughs> oh, there now. Yeah. They just opened up a rallies right there. You're yeah. right, dude. They did, I think. Yep. Yeah, checkerboards everywhere nowadays. Oh, Showing up. Fries. Don't you, don't you talk, dare talk bad about the che their, uh, checker fries. All right, but I, I'll talk about your Volvo with the checkerboard on top, Oh. Though. Yeah, which we drove to many oh. of those, those kind of parties. Yeah, that was up. So you guys grew up together too? Oh, what? yeah. Well, oh, that's cool. Oh, wow, yeah. Pretty much. It's a story. I met Dave <laughs> right after high school Okay. Um, through other musicians that I know. Shoot. And yeah, a couple. we had a couple incarnations before graduate uh, of yeah. course so uh, let me let me get a little bit more granular with that so yeah, get in there, um, Dave. i knew <laughs> these two people that mutual friends that hey you started a band with one of my friends i uh, played guitar taught me a lot on bass <clears throat> originally they found a drummer and then we were looking for a singer do some other friends like hey we know this this kid he sings and we did it we clicked we started this one band um it was like a it was like a rock experimental rock band. The guy who like kind of like brought us all together was like really into like Incubus and all that stuff. Oh, and he man. wanted to do like stuff Incubus. like that. And we were like, "Hey, you like punk?" He's like, "I like punk." And they're like, "I like punk too." And this guy's like, uh. "You know?" And then we're like, "Okay, um, well, let's try it." And then you know, we us three kept having this like siloed vibe on the side, and it just came down to like, "Hey, look, dude, like." You know, we don't like it, so we're going to kind of just go off and do our own yeah. thing. <clears throat> so we did that, and then we formed our first actual band called Full Tank to Mexico. Wow. We were like 18 years old mm -hmm. <laughs> at that time. Playing you know? a little bit of ska, just a little bit. We just didn't know better. That was it. We were just a bunch of kids. I, I want to say our if we had just like our spirit band was the Assorted Jelly Beans. Oh my! We were kind of like them. we yeah. were kind of like that. Like really, as, pretty close to that. Yeah, <laughs> like the, I mean, that was just our mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, smoke weed, play music, play as fast as you can, play as cool as you can. Mm -hmm. um, we write a have, bunch of dynamic parts and guitar. Riffs. We had Dave was playing bass at we, the time. Yeah, we had the a great to, we had the toyish most equipment. We didn't have any good equipment at yeah. all. Like just not at all, but we fucking played the fuck the fuck out of that shit mm -hmm. and stuff. And like I remember just always like trying to find like bass amps and just like fucking extension cabbing them into each other. And mm -hmm. Ben just finding what he could get. He had this badass yellow uh, Fender hot, uh, hot rod yellow Strat, and I just kept finding basses wherever I can find them. Mm -hmm. Same with our drummer at the time. And then we were doing that for a while, and we were having fun. And then uh, we decided I don't know. We were getting older. Things were changing. We wanted to kind rebranding, rebranding. There you go. And we called ourselves. We named ourselves also known as Growing Up. Yeah. <laughs> so we took a name. We so we dubbed ourselves a song that Ben had wrote called No Heroes. That was like one of our favorite songs to play in Full Take to Mexico at the time. So it was name our band No Heroes. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So we did that. And we recorded with a we recorded a repeat with our friend Fabian that does live here in Pomona, Fabian Rubio, and uh, he did our first one under that name No Heroes. I think it's still on Bandcamp. Maybe, yeah, it could still be out there. It could but still, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was secret old music that exists only in our yeah. But you know collection. what? I, I still got, I still get a lot of people say, "Hey, that no hero shit was pretty tight, though, man." Yeah, you guys wrote some good friends. songs on that one, and then you know stuff just happens. Like we were, we were getting the ball rolling with that one. We were trying to make some momentum. I thought we were making good momentum at the time. Yeah, rug pulls here and there, you know. But I think we we're still making good, like more momentum that we were, you know, prior to the rebranding. 
And uh, then it just something happened with the drummer, or I don't know. He just was like something. There was an event that happened. We're, like, we're gonna go, we're gonna drive out here. We're gonna live. do this live live yeah. recording thing. And then it was like the day before. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I don't think we're ready, guys. <laughs> you don't think we're ready? Uh, or, you're mean, not was, ready. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah. the day before. Like we were supposed to drive out there. I lost the deposit and everything uh, to it. You know. Yeah. That so, sucks. Um, but you know, and then we kind of got just kind of got. That's when they're real growing apart. Mm. Me and Ben being one, you know, the prince just kind of went further and further. And then um, I said, you know what? I'm going to go and do some other thing. I started. Uh, that's um, in the middle of that. That's when I met Roy in 2011. Yeah. You were playing bass with like noise complaint. No, like, no, no. That was no then, soul crew was before. So was before. So I, the, but now the way I, John. the way Roy comes into the picture was i Roy had saw me playing bass and no heroes when I was doing that. And then they, he had another band called socialized crucifixion, like crust yeah. band, two mm. chicks, him and then they needed another bass player. I said, like, I'll come play bass for you guys. I'm not really doing anything after yeah. all that. And I went and started playing bass with them and playing and shit. Um, this was actually concurrently doing all of that, though. I was yeah. doing both bands. And, uh, you know, that's how Roy comes in. And then after that, I was just like, yeah, Roy, I'm, just, I'm free now. Like, we're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Ben started doing more DJ I stuff. I love So Cruz still, though. Socialized crucifixion. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, like, it was. I still, it, I still get down with the, to that. There was no animosity between me and Ben doing different because he was doing his own thing with DJ stuff. And then I was. Yeah, doing I learned how to that. make music on a computer. You know, yeah. schooling and whatever yeah so we were kind of but we were still always like seeing each other all the time despite everything that was with the musically and then i did the so crew thing for a while um that was fun did a lot of stuff in that so i met roy and then ben saw Roy's like, yeah i got the badass drummer dude and mm -hmm. stuff like that and because he had he had the whole drummer abandonment issues just as much as i did <laughs> at the time so he was admiring him and then it was kind of like kind of how we all started kind of yeah. integrating with each other and um, I started after So Crew. I started another band with Roy again called Here We Go Again with another couple of friends and stuff like that. Um, and then that kind of just went hay haywire. Just yeah. too much personalities didn't clash. In lineups that. on lineups over this is like 10 years yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And then Here We Go Again disbanded. Yeah. It was about 2015, 16. And I was like, I think I'm done with music. And yeah, then, man, I get it. And then I was like, okay, hold on. One last ditch effort. Here we go. One hell Mary. <laughs> hey Ben, you busy? No. Hey Roy, you busy? Yeah. No. And then I was like, you guys want to start a band? Let's do it this way. It's about 217 2017's coming up. And then I was like, fuck, we don't have a bass player. Does anyone know a bass player? He said, hey man, I know a guy uh, I work with at at uh, my job who will come down and play bass. I was like, all right. And it was a guy who's playing bass for us now, Christian, yeah. my roommate, who I still live with and love. Yeah. Um, so right on. Um, he came into the band. We started it. We recorded our dismal year demos right then and there in Ben's uh, in your in your bedroom. Yeah, my bedroom studio. Yeah, dude. It was <laughs> nice. it was the most uh, jankiest thing. But damn, did Ben put his heart into that? And we all did. And I still love that demo for for knowing like the behind the scenes to it. Oh yeah, the dismal year demos. That yeah, you can't. It's not up anywhere. It'll anymore. come. It'll, it'll come around some other time. We'll release. Really, it's in the vault right it now. It belongs in a museum or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Stare at it. Let it gather dust. <laughs> yeah. So um, we did that, and then that was casualist. And then you know. Um, Time Christian at the time was just kind of in a different place. He left. And then we started auditioning new bass players. Then we found Ruben. Ruben. Yeah. Ruben yep. Rabago. Also how we know Billy. Also how we know Billy. Yeah. I exactly. love that guy. See how this whole story is just like. He, he <laughs> really. <laughs> Ruben did bring us to the other side of Los Angeles, though, because yeah. we're all kind of from the San Gabriel Valley and yeah, the yeah. IE and places east of Los Angeles. Ruben really did connect us to like the San Fernando Valley where, yeah. where he's from. And where, you know, all the people in movies talk about things happening or whatever. Yeah, we owe where they shoot all the pornos. <laughs> yeah, we owe a lot to Ruben and the growth to Casuist, you know, because he really was the one who brought us out there. 
Um, that was kind of like the give and take with our relationship with Ruben was just like, you know, hey, you guys are really good musicians, but you don't know nobody. Yeah. I know a lot of people. And it's like, and it kind of just worked. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. He, he took you got to have that guy, dude. He was persistent when we were looking for a bass player. Yeah. 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 He, he we, showed we, up to the audition knowing all the songs. Oh, wow. And we had other ones who came in and like, yeah, I'm just going to learn it right there. And then I was like, cool, if you can do it, that's awesome. But if you can't, yeah. I'm going to judge you based on on that. And I'm yeah. just not, yeah. not going to let you in. And I told myself I wasn't going to do things for friends because we're friends anymore, especially yeah, yeah. when it's like I'm trying to take something serious. It's like, hey, look, it's I, I'm trying to do what's best for the band, not what's best for myself. Yeah. So and that's kind of how we had to we did it, and that's how Ruben got in because he just hit all the boxes. He checked all the boxes. That's mm-hmm. dope. So and then unfortunately, um, he had a leave. He got another offer, which I was proud of him. He went off and he did that, and what brought us back down to somewhat of a three piece, at least for writing. And then yeah. we said, hey, you know, you know, Ruben did write about. He wrote four of those songs with us, and then he left. Uh, and then uh, we just said, hey, you know, we're just going to go in the studio. I'll play bass on this record. Ben did a lot more of the guitars on this record than I did. Um, and then we said, we're going more towards the direction of you would hear me on some of the older records. Like, let's just do a whole record with Ben's voice and just kind of keep it consistent. Yeah. So we went in there and just kind of wanted to do a whole new, I guess, the mature record. And yeah, we have no choice but to keep getting more mature as we get older. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was just us three, and we did this record out there in uh, Pinion Hills um, with Alex, Alex Estrada of Pill Moon Ranch, uh, formerly known as Earth Capital uh, Studios, I believe, that he did in downtown LA. So he is the man behind Touche Amore's first records, Joyce Manor, oh, nice. Nails, uh, countless others. You know, the guy is well-seasoned musician, very musician, and, and his process was... Um, it was uh, organic as fuck, as if I could say, like, you know. Yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, definitely learned a lot. He it was humbling. Yeah. Very humbling, actually. He ripped us a new one in all the right places. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, so he's the kind of guy that you want to really bring your A game with because he doesn't, he's done it for so long, for like 17 years, I believe. And, you know, he when I had a conversation with him, he's like, yeah, no, I just, you know, I used to be like, you know, try to like tell them what they want to hear, get customer service, but it gets to the point where you just got to fucking just say, hey, you know what? This is what works. Let me do my job kind of thing, but not like an asshole. Like yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. straightforward. Like he knows what works. He's not going to, you're not going to give a go in there and tell him, Hey, you should use this. No, he's going to tell you, I'm going to use this mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he's going to go in there and do it and he's going to stop you and he'll, he'll let you do whatever you want, but he will stick to the pillars of writing a good song, which is like, mm-hmm. make sure you have the right tempo. Make sure that everyone is acting. Make sure everyone is strumming the exact same pattern. Yeah. Make yeah. sure that your harmonies are in keys. Make sure that you're using the right notes. You know what I mean? Make sure that oh, you're man. playing clean. So those are the pillars, right? But if you want to use whatever effect, I don't care what notes you put together, but these things have to be on point. Wow. And man. that was then that's what we really loved about his process. And the fact that he, I, what I was scouting for him when we were looking for engineers, I was watching him for a whole year. I noticed and started listening to the releases he was doing, like no record sounded the same. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I've noticed a lot of other bands people say, you know, nothing against these ones. It's like if you go to Paul Miner, you get the Paul Miner sound. You go to this person, you get that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like you and that's cool and all if you're looking for that, but you know, it's like I was looking for setting the bar for us. Yeah. Putting us in another experience that we haven't done before. Mm-hmm. That was a, our first time working with like a real producer. And yeah, that's what you pay them that's, to do. Yeah. You gotta let <laughs> yeah. them do their thing, man. Yeah. 
Oh, so did you guys already have all the songs written before you went in, or did you guys come up with some songs like yeah. on the fly? Most of it. There were of, of the six songs on four the record. Four of them were down. Yeah, four okay. of them were definitely nailed. Yeah. Two, uh, what 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 uh, the input of Alex is where we, we would change certain leads and parts just to clean it up. That's another learning thing that we learned. He'd be mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, that's too much, dude. It's too muddy. Like, you know, I'm speaking from a frequency point and yeah. like, trying to clean yeah. it up. Like, you guys are just doing too much over that. I know it sounds good in your head, but we got to make sure that this comes out yeah, sonically in the, in the recording. Yeah. So he we would change parts that were done down. So uh, mm-hmm. we don't think we ever recorded the songs originally. I think we don't think we ever demoed like most of them besides sponsor. So we could. I would love to have released that did demo yeah. all of them how we originally wrote them and release yeah. them and then let them see how they come out. But we didn't get to do that. Yeah, we have enough capabilities to like do our own recordings first. Yeah, and um, you know, plan out any parts or like if we want to try any crazy effects. And you know, we we try to get down as much as we can on our own. But yeah, it was it was really a beautiful thing to go out there in the middle of the desert. You know, on Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, and with no air conditioning. Oh, it was wow. like it was a recording camping trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. It's like going to science camp in elementary school, but with your, wow. with your best buds, yeah. you know, going to make some music. That's you know? cool, man. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, it was definitely a definitely cool experience. He was mm-hmm. uh, Alex was a definitely cool guy, man. I, yeah. I, I, I slept on the floor in the studio. Yeah, we that's slept surrounded by that, dude, gear. That's a great recording experience. Oh yeah, we yeah. lodged there. Awesome. We were there for four days straight. That's we dope. slept there, so that's it was dope. like wake up in the morning, practice, and then start recording for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Have dinner. Get back to writing again, swing yeah. to us, yeah. go to bed like at three o'clock in the morning, wake up back at eight and do it all over again for four days straight. Oh, that sounds so much fun. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Some of the, the like the two last songs on the EP, like we haven't really didn't even get a chance to play them fully like together before wow. we go. go yeah, yeah. I think studio. it was I uh, Let the Colors Bleed and Traveling Thoughts. Oh, yeah. That were going to be the ones that we kind of just. They came together beautifully. We, those were of. the songs that we were writing in the middle of the late into the night, mm-hmm. just yeah. like nailing stuff down. And um, I think that's a normal process. I don't think that's strange at all. I think a lot of people do stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, we left a little wiggle room for pretty good reasons, I, I guess, because came yeah. out came out good. I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like it. It's not, dude. It's so good. Oh yeah, I mean, Alex was a big part of, of that yeah. man. Like I'm telling you, like he and he he. It seemed he liked the songs, and then. Um, we were going to get it mastered by uh, Bill Stevenson. Oh, shit. But his prices were like oh, six songs, $800. Little old school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, Bill, it's Bill Stevenson, Jason Livermore, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff, but, you know, it's like, man, we already had dropped like X amount of money on this beautiful recording with the great mix and everything. And then, you know, Alex like suggested, hey, you know, I do this. I know this guy, Jack Shirley up, up north. You yeah. know, he does a lot. He does a lot of really good stuff. Um, not really on the punk level, but more like really good bands. If you would see, look at his, his uh, you know, achievement list, it's pretty out there. He went and mastered it for like a couple hundred bucks, and it's fucking smacks. Dude. That's mm-hmm. killer, dude. Spot on. See, what you're getting, though, when you pay for Bill Steven, you're not just paying for like his shit. No, you're yeah. paying for like the name on it, and you're paying. <laughs> yeah. you're also paying for like, uh, like he's going to tell people, oh, man, did you guys hear fucking Casuist? You know, like he's yeah. going to be telling like Rise Against. Dude. Yeah. If it, if it you know? meets that bar, then, you know, it's going to get spoken I, somewhere. And I think it. I, I can't see. This is the thing with with your guys' band, dude. It's like I can't see why you guys haven't caught fucking fire yet, dude. Because <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you guys are really fucking good. Like you guys are. I think you guys. I think it's just playing shows, man. Yeah, we're just cutting the uh, the excess down to a minimum. Like we don't really like banter around on stage, as, yeah, especially yeah. as much yeah. as we used to when we were like nineteen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's that's the stuff that we have fun as a kid. You know what I mean? But um, 
I'm not saying don't have fun on stage, but I'm just like, you know, Dude, you got to love Ben on stage, bro. Yeah. But it's, he does his own thing. You know what I mean? But it's like, we're yeah. not choreographed. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not oh, like yeah, those middle dads sure, that are choreographed sure. that, you know, sway like crabs oh, side yeah, to side yeah. together and stuff. Everyone that's <laughs> what we just let everyone be their own personality on the stage. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just how we act around when we're such around standing and talking in a circle. <laughs> really? Yeah. I say it's the same type of vibe. Like when we're having conversations with each other, it's the same type of thing that we're doing with music. We're just having a conversation conversation with our instruments yeah i'm always yeah, trying to take sure. just the amount of risk with stage presence yeah it's like <laughs> yeah i you know, can tell you rate it in a little bit sometimes i have to because yeah it's i've of course i have my fair share of like oh you tried something it didn't work and it sounded yeah. a little messed up like maybe don't go yeah. as crazy next time yeah, i think the yeah, only yeah. Co- i think the only thing that we do in unison is wear all black on stage <laughs> oh yeah part. that's the only thing Everybody's we really talk wearing about all black now yeah you got it yeah you know we got to like like i don't want to be like you know, one guy's dressed like a denim jacket, and then you got another guy wearing a tie-dye shirt. Yeah, yeah. Shirt. You got like, the other yeah, guys. You gotta wear like look a little coordinated. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. You got to look like you guys belong with each other. Dude, when, yeah. when I was in yeah, Nada, when I was in Nada, it was like everyone was just like, "What the fuck, dude? You guys do not belong together." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, I get it. It's like it's it, it's uh it's shitty to say like, "Oh, you're supposed to be this way" because you're not supposed to. It's supposed to be artistic expression, right? For yeah. Artists. But you know, at the same time, you guys, um, you're in a band. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, sure. There's got to be a certain type of brand to it. You kind of this then, and you know, don't judge me on this too much. But it's like you know, when someone's in a band, you kind of like the whole point is you want to be that. Like other, yeah. you, to your fans, it's like man, look how cool they look, and all that's part of the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. really. I think I Lemmy put it perfectly when he said like, you don't want to see like a regular person. Yeah, on that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. want to see an alien like from <laughs> outer space <laughs> coming to blow <laughs> your mind. <laughs> and we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop it right there. I'll let me quote, dude. And we're gonna right. we're gonna let these guys play a couple songs for us, and then uh, we're gonna play a fucking new track by Casuist coming up right after this <laughs> thanks for listening this is casuist
place in heaven Would you praise the dead If you never knew them If you need inspiration From a spirit guide It's time to take a step back And leave nothing left to hide
that feel to you, Billy? If you don't like the King Rock podcast, go blank yourself. What's up, everyone? That was Casuist. How dope was that, dude? Those guys are fucking good. I told you. I told you so. You guys, thank you so much for playing. That was awesome. That felt really good. Yeah, that sounded great, man. Yeah, we don't often do acoustic things. That was uh, pretty much the first time we've ever done anything acoustic as Casuist. So, um, yeah, we, we only had to do that. one retake. Maybe <laughs> not even a retake. It was just you know spoil the magic, man. Hey, one is good, dude. Yeah, I give well, Dave, you know good. I did give a disclaimer in the beginning saying that we didn't practice to do this. Nor have we ever done this. We're kind of just said. Totally. It. Let's just do it and see what happens because it's for Billy and we love Billy and oh, we wanted to make this as special for him as as much as it's special for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave's the lick guy. He's got a lot of licks to remember. Yeah, and you know, and yeah. it's so hard because I'm so used. To, I'm, I'm like I Ben mentioned. I'm I'm a bass player originally, and the reason I jumped on guitar was because I got so deep into bass where punk was just like I don't want to do that on bass anymore. I want to play like yeah. soul and funk and reggae. So if I want to play punk, I want to play guitar. And we were just in this whole new thing. We're trying to do new things. I jumped on guitar. But I got so used to hiding behind distortion. So mm-hmm. like I wanted to write guitar harmonies too and sync all that stuff on top of each other. And we do. Yeah. It's killer, man. Too many as a guitar player, you want to play too many notes and just be like, more notes. And that. <laughs> it's got everything in moderation. Put it back. Everything yeah, in moderation. We're gonna yeah, spend the sure. rest of our lives learning that less is actually more. You guys need yeah. to put out an acoustic album too. You have to. Could I'm gonna be. make it, I'm gonna make you guys do it. Could be in the works. We'll Could see. be. We did just really record it here, dude. Bro, just tell us that you I can push it. buttons. Okay. Yeah, just tell us that you want I it. I can push buttons. Tell us that you'll fund it. <laughs> <laughs> the more people tell us they want it, the more we're, we're gonna give them. Sweet. Yeah. So um tell everyone what two tracks those were and where they could find those tracks and, and where they could find Casuist. Okay, so the first song was Dead Gods. It's off of our Guilt Trips and Apathy EP. Um, we, we like to think of it as our first real record record, the one we did ourselves in, in my bedroom and, and, and did the drums with Fabian and all over the place. Um, that one's on Spotify, as well as uh, Come Around, which is also on that same record. Yeah, this is some of our, um, I don't know, we're, we're never going to outgrow that, yeah. that one a little bit. Yeah. It's a bit no, of a staple. Good tracks, man. It's on Spotify, all the other services, and um, we're most active on Instagram and, and also Facebook. So um, yeah, you can reach us, reach out to us there at uh, Casuist underscore band, and um, we also have a website. This is Casuist.com. Go check it out. Yeah. Just check it out and then save it. Put it in your like little bookmarks. We really shit. appreciate it, guys. Yeah, if you add us onto your punk playlists or you know things in that realm like we'd really appreciate it we want that good data you know what's weird is i don't <laughs> i didn't put you guys on any playlists like but i only just i i'll just listen to the whole album you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah yeah there's something about just going through shuffling all your likes yeah it's like it was your ipod or something yeah yeah well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, we have a new ep coming out um that's uh, slated for march um that's gonna be called let the colors bleed and uh Sweet. that we said earlier what we were talking about um so we're really proud of this one. Um, we did a little art project for the cover in case anybody's seen the art. <laughs> yeah, me and, me and Dave know, actually got together but you in know the what? backyard and painted you know, that. We'll, oh, wow. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk about that more when, when, we, when uh, we release it. And maybe Billy will have us come back. And, Dude, uh, they, these guys are totally coming back. So. Yes. 
you know, we don't want to give too much away. They're going to practice the new, a couple of new tracks, and then they're going to come back. Yes. Yeah, we'll play some more for you. Yes. Yeah. See how I tricked them? I Jedi mind tricked them. Yes. I have been so anti-acoustic for so long, but, you know, new year, mm-hmm. new album, new beginnings. I don't want things. to sell you Death Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm glad I did. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no thank problem, man. Because hey, thank remember, you guys for coming, man. Yeah, I remember telling you. I was like, oh, I don't know. We don't do that. And then I see Billy's post. Yeah, Cash is going to be on her <laughs> acoustic performance. I told Ben, well, I guess Billy said we're doing acoustic, so you better check. <laughs> we don't want to make Billy a liar now. Yeah, we <laughs> want to make Billy a liar. So thank you now. Thank See you for you pushing guys, out there. I tricked them for you guys. <laughs> yes. I he did cares you about guys. you guys. He really does. What a great content creator. <laughs> and so what I like to do also on this podcast is we play a little game. And it's uh, what if you guys can make your own concert. Who would you guys have play? And I would I would limit to like I mean you could have you could have as many bands as you want. We'll do four. Yeah, let's do four. four. You guys want to do four? You guys gonna make up your own like both of you together your own concert or? No, I'm gonna make. I know I have to be separate from okay, him. Just, and mine's yeah, gonna yeah. be at the Glass House in Pomona, and I'm Sweet. gonna have my opening band. Uh, probably be this new band that I've been checking out that also recorded Alice called Grave Secrets. They're pretty good. Um, really digging their music. Who then I would I put on that one after them would probably have to be someone along the lines of maybe Touche Amore oh, okay. because they're great live. And to sub headline, I really love who stole the album of the year was Birds and Row from France. And then my all time favorite, Thrice. I mean, come on. I saw, Thri- good- I saw Thrice at the Glass House when they did their comeback and seeing them in that. I've seen them in so many venues, but seeing them in that one at that yeah. stage. The show was just phenomenal. So I think that would be just a, a great thing to do. And if I could, and I had to replace one, I, and if I could bring them back, title fight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you would you try to open up for this show, or would you just want to enjoy it? I would want to enjoy it. I, like nice. You said to make my own thing. I'm, I don't yeah, know, yeah. You know, so, you know. I like to be invited and be like, <laughs> my band's going to play. Yeah, we want them to want Casuals there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Speak but yeah. Myself, <laughs> All right, Ben. Yeah, what ben. venue? Bruh, what bands? I listen to so much stupid, ridiculous music. So what? Uh, what venue? Dude, you could do anyone. Like See, I had, I had people say like Beethoven, and oh, you know, was, like that. I'm was, like, I'm like trying to sell tickets to this thing already. I'm like, I don't know. They're all. Dumb. I know, right? Who cares, man? I used to put, promote shows, dude. So I. This yeah. is a game. Don't take. I it got so like literal. a flyer in mind and shit. I'm putting flyers together. All right, I'm. I want to. I want to throw Coheed and Cambria on one. Okay. Um, it just to, for my own personal, yeah, Wilhelm scream. Yeah, we're talking just me here. And then, uh, shoot, something new I found recently, this guy called Gone Mage. I just really want to see him live. Like, yeah. That would be an incredible opener. This guy makes, like, like black death metal in his room. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> with a little bit of Game Boy noise and stuff. Oh, I like, nice. I like stupid, yeah, little electronic influences there. But, That's uh, cool. But, yeah, that would be a crazy show for me anyway and just get poppier as it went on, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really throw people off. But you know, I see what you did here. You're trying to see where our personality lies in music. So it's no, fun. I just like I want to know. What <laughs> I would like I like knowing what people like what people would want to go see. You know, yeah, no, my also. wife actually came up with this idea, and I was like, "That's a fucking oh, great yeah, idea." You can tell a lot by a person from the music they listen to. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying not to rattle off a bunch of electronic stuff. You know, like <laughs> more you, band oriented. You can though, bro. No, 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 no. Put put a little seek. Dave doesn't let me. He'll, he will what? hit me if I, if I start rattling <laughs> off DJs. He'll hit me behind closed. No, doors. this is your concert. Yeah. If it was at my concert, yeah. then yes. But this <laughs> is yours. So. Bouncing and, right out. And if there. that was, I won't be there. Yeah. But I respect you and tell you to have a good time. Who do you guys think Roy would put? Ooh, uh, if I have to speak for him. 
I want to say Dirty Nil. The Bronx. Britney Bronx. Spears. Yeah. Uh, That's my girlfriend, man. Drug church. <laughs> yeah. I see him do a lot. And maybe... Oh, very old school punk band. Yeah, one, well, something classic. I'd say the Rolling Stones, really. Really? Well, I mean, it's one of his dad's favorites. He grew up late, like... That's what he grew up on, you know. Yeah. So resurrect all the all the old. Games. If I had to do it, I mean, that's just that's just me. What I know of Roy. Yeah. You know, he may have a different one, but you know, we'll have to hit Roy up and then we'll put it in the comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get down in the comments section. Right on, man. Well, do you yeah. guys have anything else to plug or anything else you guys want to say? Shout out anything? No. When Brace for Impact comes out this Friday, January twentieth. Um, looking like the next single, February the seventeenth. We'll keep you guessing on which one. Um, but we're really stoked for you to hear this record because yep. we worked real hard on it. And, uh, Fuck yeah. yeah! Follow us around on the internet. I'm I'm fairly active. You can always reach out to me or the band or whoever. But yep. Yeah. Let's do some damage. Make some things happen. Yeah, if you just write Casuus in the search engine, you'll see either my name or Ben's name linked to that name as well for our personal profile. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not a lot of nobody else really has a name. It's a good talking. Yeah, about. like street punks. Remember, like if you're dude. The- when I first heard your guys' name, I was like, "This name sucks, dude." <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "This band is so good." And then I like looked it up, and I was like, "That's not bad." Yeah. And then I was like, and then I got to know you guys a little bit, and I was like, dude, casuals fucking work. So I was like, <laughs> stop being stupid. Yeah, we just want you to pick up a dictionary. I'm so stupid about names, bro. I didn't listen to the Swinging Utters because I fucking did not like their name, and I didn't listen to them for years, and then I feel so stupid now. Yeah. These are, this is how you learn things. Yeah. Fucking learning. You guys want to, want me to learn? <laughs> fucking Billy, don't be a fucking punk boomer, all right? No, never change. Dude, I'm a punk boomer for <laughs> never sure, change, bro. Never change ever. For anyone, for any reason. All right, man. It's your I, job to keep punk rock. I, I fucking bro. love you guys, and uh, thank Billy. you guys for coming on. We love you too, man. Thank you for having us. Yes, on. much love, brother. Dude, I'm so dumb. Thank you for listening to the King Rock Podcast. Johnny Sun's growing pot. Please like, subscribe, and rate this podcast on whatever source you were listening to this on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcast. Anchor FM, or others. It really helps out the podcast a lot. Thank you very much.